Greetings, everyone. Hey, how you doing? It's Matt Sella. Today, we are doing a spoiler talk review for The Owl House, Season 1, Episode 10, titled Escape of the Palisma. Is that how you pronounce it, Mark? I can't tell. Anyway, join me as always. It's Mark via remote satellite radio. How you doing out there, Mark? I think it's supposed to be Palisman, like Talisman. You're probably right. Is that a pun? I'm not sure. Usually they're kind of punny. Yeah, well, either way, we're going to be talking about this fun-filled episode. Without further ado, Mark, let's talk about this review. So what was this episode about? Well, when an adventure with Ida's staff goes awry, Luce and her friends have to earn the staff back from a mysterious forest creature known as the Queen Bat, or the Bat Queen, or lose the staff Forever, forever, forever. Blah, blah, thunder, lightning, thunder, lightning, blah. Such drama, such tension, such animated fun. Mark, why don't you let the folks know, what were some of your takeaways from this episode? Honestly, I was surprised to see the Bat Queen so soon and in the, used in this capacity. I thought that was a bit of a shock for me, especially after the predictions we made in previous episodes in regards to her. I liked it. I think it's hard to say. I think... Ida, as it tends to be for me, Ida's storyline was way more interesting, especially with where she is with her curse right now and just how things work. But overall, I would say, once again, another solid episode. And uh, that'd be sort of my intro to that. What about you, Matt? I definitely concur. I think this was actually a very world-building enriched episode. There was a lot of moments where we kind of got more backstory or more narrative connections of what's going on or how this world works. Like, for example... Ida's staff has like a little familiar in a way that's attached only to the specific staff or the witch user. So it was really cool to see that Albert, that tiny little wooden owl thing, actually has an emotional and a personality connection to the rest of the cast members. So it was really cool to see that connection go about. But we also get like a plot B with Ida and her curse, learning that it's not quite as black and white as it appears. But sometimes the personalities do blend together and she does develop some scent of sentience in a way. But at the same time, we also kind of learn that the elixir potion to kind of subdue the curse is not quite as effective as it normally is. So there is some progression of what this curse could be doing. So I say overall, I think that's why I really enjoy this episode is that nothing really quite felt like a wasted moment. And there was actually heart. I know it's kind of a cliche word I use a lot, but the Bat Queen actually showed some heart in terms of what happens with staff familiars. I don't quite remember exactly what they call themselves, but they were being neglected. She really acted like the ruler of the island of misfit toys. That's what it felt like for me when it came to these staff familiars. And I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, no, it definitely gave off an island of misfit toys vibe and actually gave her character some interesting depth that, again, I wasn't expecting. I think that was the surprising thing of this. For a plot episode that's plot sounds very predictable, it went in areas I didn't think it would, which was really refreshing. And I 100% agree with that. Also, uh, there was a couple of funny moments, or at least one funny moment that really stuck out to me. And that was when King gets squeal mad. When he first did it, I kind of lost my mind. <laughs> Not so much like whether it was cute or not, but I was just half expecting him to bounce off the walls and start destroying things with how high-pitched he sounds and the little fit that he did. I don't know. I, d I thought it was hilariously adorable in like a psychotic way. 
Absolutely. It was kind of cute how that also helped bring Ida back into consciousness. So it was cute. And part of me really wonders, like, I think we already had a couple episodes exploring King a little bit, but I do wonder what his backstory is. Like, like, is he actually a child? Is he actually an adult? What is the rest of his species like? And what does that have to do with his monarch complex or what have you? I'd like to see that too. And based off how these episodes have been going, I definitely think we're going to get some of that later on. Oh, I think they're definitely playing into it. Well, I say, Mark, that was a fairly simple review by both of us, wouldn't you say? No, yeah. Uh, if you can, unfortunately, they're not just putting this on Disney Plus right away. But like, if you have TV, now's a good time to watch it. Enjoy the series. Maybe even, you know, start from the beginning for a bit of a binge. I don't know. Enjoy it. That's right, folks. And before we do our usual closer, yes, Mark and I are aware DuckTales Season 3 will be returning at the start of next month. And boy, howdy ho, are both of us super eager for that. Oh, yeah. I mean, we've made no secret. We are quite fans of that reboot. And, you know, sometimes you just need it. Especially with the way the world is going right now. Need me some DuckTales. Woohoo. But definitely not cat buttholes. Ugh. Well, you heard our opinion, but now we want to hear yours. Let us know in the comment section below. What were your thoughts on this episode of The Owl House, Escape of the Palisman? Did you like it? Did you not like it? Share your thoughts. Join the conversation. Like, share, subscribe, ring that bell to be notified, and also do the all thing, because apparently you have to do that now. And if you want to support me directly, please go to my Patreon, or if you want to do a one-time donation, go to my Streamlabs. Links are in the description below. This is Matt Seller. This is Mark. Thank you to all for tuning in.